can a person increase the amount of interest and intimacy on a more gradual basis? Three magic questions. What's in them? Listen here as Dr. David gives his top suggestions for using the three magic questions and how they can transform your life in every way. You will simultaneously prime them to like, trust, and even love you in as little as 20 minutes, okay? Now, some people take longer, but um, in, the, in the test when it was run, the, the effects were felt in as little as 20 minutes. Um, so that being said, let's talk about this. Um, the three magic questions protocol. Let me go ahead and close the chat real quick. The three magic questions protocol is designed to stimulate the level of interest and intimacy on, on a progressively deeper level. Okay. Uh, it creates in the subject intense emotional bonding while at the same time facilitating self-disclosure in the listener or the person being queried. It allows the operator to simultaneously attract, analyze, uh, and make quali a, a qualifying determination as to the subject's suitability for deeper levels of intimacy and relationships or romance. So level one question, right? Get out a piece of paper, write this down. Level one questions are location, occasion. Let me see if I can share my screen and, and I can diagram some of this stuff out for you. This one takes a little bit of diagramming, so. Here we go, oh, good. I can actually share my screen this time, cool. So, let me go make this bigger. And we'll put that away. <clears throat> so, when we talk about three magic questions, 3MQ is a code for three categories of questions, okay? The each category of the question stimulates a more primal and deeper level of the subject's mind, creating intense bonding and self-disclosure in a short amount of time. It allows you as the operator, the person actually initiating the process, to simultaneously attract, analyze, and qualify the subject's suitability or unsuitability for deeper intimacy and relationships or interactions. Those interactions, now, it doesn't have to be, when I say deeper intimacy in relationship, it doesn't necessarily mean romantic. Like I said, I have personal interview attorneys who are using this all over the world to, to uh, create powerful, emotionally uh, connected juries so that by the time the case even gets to court, the jury likes the lawyer so much that they automatically vote for whoever he's representing or she is representing. Um, this was originally designed for women to use with men. I've modified it so that either gender can use it either way with either context or in, in any context. So a couple of, couple of things before we get into um, these three levels. Now, I'll give you the overview of the levels. The first level is what we call location occasion. These are superficial questions about the venue the subject's reason for being there. Okay, I'll give you a quick example. One of my students came to one of my workshops one time and um, he went to a bar, local bar that night, walked up to one of, uh, a woman he was, he was attracted to and the first thing out of his mouth was, hey, curious, what are the, what are the drink specials? What do you think of them, right? It was a, 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 a non-threatening, superficial question about the venue or the, or the subject's reason for being there. Now, a couple of, of, of rules you wanna follow when you're using three magic questions. First and foremost, always ask open-ended questions. In other words, you never wanna ask a question that can be answered be answered Yes or no? Because the moment they say yes or no, the conversation stops. So everything that you want to ask should result in one of two things, an opinion or a story. You understand that? When you start talking to people, people relate to one another through the stories that they tell and the opinions that they give. 
Now, you want to be using the echo technique throughout the entire process. Okay? So you can literally walk up to someone and say, so, hey, uh, what do you think of the band? Sorry, I'll give you some quick examples of superficial questions. You're at a wedding reception. What do you think of the band or a bar? Are you here with, which, which, uh, which side are you with, the bride or the groom? No, it's probably not a good one. Um, I'll go back to our uh, wedding reception metaphor. What do you think of the centerpiece? Um, what's your favorite band? Weird th little thing, non-threatening questions. These are, again, the idea behind a level one question is it's designed to uh, redirect a person's focus of attention. So level one questions, their purpose, well, let me move this down. Direct focus of attention. And let me see if I can diagram this for you a little bit so we can understand how this kind of works. I'm going to have to move this over to the side a little bit. All right. So let me get my little handy dandy pen and I'm going to draw this. When human beings move through the world, they move through the world in one of four basics, or one combination of one of four basic states. They can either be internally oriented or externally oriented. They can be associated or dissociated. Internal means they're in their head making pictures, thinking about what they're gonna do next. They're making laundry lists. They gotta pick up the groceries. They gotta take the kid to the, the dog to the vet. They got to pick up the dry cleaning. They're, they're in their head, not paying attention to anything going on outside of them. External means they're present. They're in the moment. They're observing what's going on around them. Associated means that they are fully engaged. Um, like if, you think, if you think of video games, like if, you see, if you're seeing something through your own eyes, that's associated. But if you're seeing yourself in a picture, we call that a dissociated version. Now, most people are moving through the world in an internal dissociated state. In other words, they're not connected to anything. They're not thinking about, they're not present. They're anywhere but with you. Level, th level one questions are designed to flip the script on that focus of attention. It's designed to move people from an, ex from an internal to an external and from a dissociated to an associated. So this is what we want. We want an external associate. We want them in the world paying attention to us. When we have that, now all of the tools we've covered so far, echo technique, criterion values, and the three, the rest of the three MQ process are now ultra powerful because we have their attention. Without attention, your attempts at influence usually fail. So once again, just like I said before, attention is the currency of relationships. But the only reason four level one questions is to get people, hold on a second, I've got to turn off my, my drawing program, is to get people out of their head and in the world relating to you. And to do it in a non-threatening way. Out in, social out in the real world, people are very, very, very sensitive to certain kinds of questions. And if you ask the wrong kind of question, their defenses go up. If you, uh, uh, to use a dating example, if you approach a woman with sex on your mind, even if you just said hello, it would set off all her free balloons. Okay? So the, 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 the level one question process of the three magic questions is designed specifically to redirect focus of attention from internal dissociated to external associated in a non-threatening way, in a way that doesn't set off any alarms. There will, be, there will still be, in many cases, some initial defensiveness or wariness, but the more playful you are, 
the faster those defenses go down. Okay, so that's the only, those are the only purposes of level one is to get you in a dialogue with the person that is non-threatening, that is safe, that gets them talking so that you now have things that you can echo. Okay, let me just jump back to, let me move this down a little bit. Um, let me stop sharing and go to questions. Questions about this so far? Are we, are we good on level one question? Type in the chat. Excellent, okay. So remember, uh, in, in, in the old pickup and seduction parlance, there was this thing called uh, opinion openers. Um, opinion openers can work very well as level one questions, but again, depending on the energy you bring to the interaction, and again, doesn't, and I'm, I'm using dating, but it, I, I, have, I have very, very successful business people and, thera and, pe and therapy uh, practitioners out there utilizing this everywhere. If you just go out and just make this your natural way of relating to everyone you meet, people will fall in love with you just by talking, okay? But level one is, is one of the biggest problems we have in social dynamics and interactions is breaking the ice, is, is making the approach and getting people into a dialogue and to keep the dialogue going. The next phase of, of uh, Three Magic Questions is designed to take us to a more intimate level, but it's still a safe level of a person's mind and generate passion, pleasure, playfulness, trust, chemistry, and connection. While at the same time doing two things, generating attraction in the person that is answering the questions and priming them to give you more information voluntarily. In other words, when you do this process effectively, they will volunteer information to you. And you can use that information to decide if there's someone you want to have a more intimate relationship with. And again, when I say intimate, I don't necessarily mean romantic intimacy. It could be someone you wanna do business with, someone you wanna hire, someone you want to uh, have as a friend or uh, to take care of your children. One of the, the beautiful things about Three Magic Questions is it, it generates an extremely powerful, practically irresistible level of rapport and bonding with a person. And what happens as a byproduct of that is it becomes harder and harder for someone to lie to you and still be congruent. In other words, if they lie, you'll literally see them break their state and break the connection they have with you to generate a deception. And so it becomes increasingly harder and harder for people to perpetrate deceptions on you when you utilize this process effectively. So we're going into level two question. And level two questions is where the real meat of the interaction happens. In level two questions, level two questions are questions that you ask about one of several topics, careers, passions, or pleasures, all right? Um, one of the people I first learned that my, one of my inspirations for Three Magic Questions was a man who wrote a book called Love Trances by, his name was Craig Levinsky. And in his book, he, uh, when he was doing palm reading, he says, every man on the planet has an idea for a book or a business. And I found that to be true. But now every woman I meet practically also has a idea for a book or a business. Now those things are very close to their sense of identity and their sense of desire for what they want their life to be. So when you get them talking about those things, they light up like a Christmas tree, okay? So questions that you, you wanna ask at level two are always gonna be about career, passion, or pleasures. And the reason that we, the original version that I was taught, you only ever asked about career. Because in, in modern society, you are what you do. In other words, when you ask somebody what they, do for, what they do for a living, they almost always say, I am a manager. I am a accountant. I am a neuro-linguistic programmer. I am a therapist. I am a salesman. I am an entrepreneur. Anytime you hear the words, I am, what you're hearing is what we call an identity statement. Now, remember at, at the beginning of the webinar, I told you that a person's criteria and values are the pillars, the building blocks of a person's sense of identity and self. Well, what you do 
as a profession becomes part of your identity as well. And that's why many times when a person loses their livelihood, they also lose other parts of their life. They, their relationship goes south, um, maybe they're estranged from their families. And one of the reasons that happens is because when they lose that job, they lose a piece of their identity and they don't know who they are anymore. When you flip the script on that and you get people talking about the things that are most deeply held at their identity level, they go into a profound pleasure state. And they will run off at the mouth about those things. And who are they looking at? Who are they looking at when all of those wonderful things are coming out of their mouth? Type it in the chat. Who are they looking at? That's right. They're looking at you. Guess who gets linked to all those amazing things, right? And here's the best part. All you do is ask your question, agree, echo their words back, ask another question. And they will run off at the mouth happily. Now, certain things will happen at level two that you want to be aware of. First and foremost, um, they will talk more. Let them. The longer they talk, the more connected to you they're becoming. The second thing is, is they will start to tell stories. And you want them telling stories. The more stories they tell, the deeper into a love trance they go. And they're looking at you when that happens. But when you're telling their story, you must, must, must pay attention to the words they use when they tell their stories to you. And when you do that, lost my train of thought. When you do that, when you, when you pay attention to their words, a, a process is going to happen in you. you. You may have experienced this. Have you ever been in a, uh, out with someone, a friend, or it doesn't matter if it's a date, but they're telling a story about this great trip they took or this adventure they went on. And as soon as they're telling the story, your brain starts looking for a similar experience in your life that you had. If you guys ever had this, had this happen, type it in the chat if you've had it happen. What you're experiencing is what is a variation of what neurolinguistic programming calls a transderivational search. It's your brain search for meaning, but something else is going on on a social dynamics level. And in our world, we call that phenomena analog matching. In other words, when I tell you a story about a great experience I had, or a great vacation I took, or a bad experience I had for that matter. My bra your brain automatically starts sifting for a time in your life that was as close to what I'm talking about as possible, right? And then it spits that up to your awareness. It reminds you of that time, and then you wait patiently for me to stop talking so you can tell your story. Has anybody ever had this experience? Okay, you want that to happen, but here's how you change it. Here's how you amplify that phenomena that's gonna happen anyway to make it utterly irresistible. When those moments occur, and it's time for you to tell your story, tell your story, but use their words to do it. Right? Tell their story, but use their words to do it and you will see them light up like a Christmas tree. They will be, they will just glow. You'll see their eyes get brighter, their pupils will dilate, they'll lean forward, they'll be hanging on every word. The secret though is, don't carry on too long because it's not about you. There has to be a conversation, there has to be a dialogue, at least both sides have to talk. But what you say and how you say it should always be, they should always be doing the lion's share of the talk and they will want to. And they will come away from that experience thinking you are the best, most fascinating conversationalist they've ever had, and they will not be able to wait to see you again. Now, what's gonna happen as, an, as a hypnotic operator, as someone who's using this for its secondary purpose, which is to facilitate qualification. In other words, you're, as, a, as a person utilizing this phenomena, you are always testing the other person. You are taking the information that they're giving you and funneling it into the yes and no categories. Is this something I like? Does it work for me? Does it match me? Is it what I want? Is it something I don't want? And you have to make some hard decisions at level two question. 
is this someone who I want to have a deeper intimate relationship with or not? If it isn't, either eject or stay at level two questions. If it's somebody you want to take deeper, moving towards feelings of intimacy and love and, and timelessness, so to speak, that's when you go into level three questions. Level three questions are early positive childhood experiences. So a simple question might be, so I'm curious, where are you from? Who were your friends? What did you play at when you were a kid? What was your favorite thing to do? Right? Those kinds of questions take a person deeper inside their own history, their own, their own chronology. And they have them access and open up their early prim uh, primal memories. And the reason for that, let me, let me ask you this. Have you ever met somebody that even if it's your first time meeting them, and within five, 10, 15 minutes of talking, you felt like you've known them your entire life. It's like you can just remember them. I feel like that always, you've, you've all had that experience, right? And for most of us, it happens randomly. When you take the person to level three of the three magic questions, it happens automatically because. A person's earliest childhood memories are the foundation of everything they are. Now, when you engage a person accessing a memory, you generate what NLP calls pseudo-orientation in time, or otherwise known as time distortion. And when you have a person come up and start talking about that memory, they access all the feelings that were implicit in that experience. And they're looking at you when those memories are accessed. So two things happen simultaneously. A, you link the, the, the power of those memories to yourself. That's one. B, you insert yourself into the memory. And so now you've inserted yourself into a, if, they, if they're you know, 40 years old and the memory happened when they were 10, You've now, have you've now inserted yourself with 30 years of history into their life. And so all of a sudden, they feel like they've known you for those 30 years. Okay? So be very, very careful when you do this for several reasons. A, make sure that they give you the information you ask for. In other words, if you tap, if you, let's say we're at level two questions, right? And you ask somebody about, um, you know, what they love about their job right, what, what they find exciting and thrilling about it. And they start going off on how the boss is an asshole, all their, all, their, all their coworkers are jealous and lazy and don't do their fair share, right? First of all, did they, did, they, did they give you the information you asked for? Say no, right? Second of all, what does that tell you about their world and the way they move through the world? Does it, tell, does it, does it, does it paint them as somebody who is, um, empowered or entitled, who's a victim or a warrior, who goes for what they want or blames people. They will get just as happy talking about the bad shit as they will talk about the good shit because they're talking about their favorite subject themselves. But there's a difference. You asked for a certain kind of information. They gave you a different kind of information. Either way, it's going to tell you something about who that person is underneath the surface. And you have to use that, that information you have to use that information to decide what kind of a relationship you want to have because it will generate attraction from both sides. It will generate attraction to you. It will generate attraction to the other person. The difference is you're running the program. And so you need to, you need to have the state control to evaluate the information that you're getting and decide if this is someone you want to have. Male, female, 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 male, it doesn't matter. There will be an A and a B to this. A is the person navigating the conversation using the template. Person B is the person responding to the questions and telling the stories. And they're the person that you need to manage. You're always testing the other person to make sure they fit your model, they fit your world. We're no longer searching for people who have potential. If in the process of using your three magic questions protocol, you make the determination that they're not a fit, Cut the conversation and object.
in a way that's socially not going to cripple them. But at the same time, you it, it helps you to to circumvent weeks and weeks of dating, binge dieting, new wardrobes, the whole nine yards. Women love this. It's a great process. Great process for men. But remember, from this moment on, when you employ the three magic questions protocol, you're the prize. You're the one evaluating the suitability of the other person. And that gives you the power, right? Uh, if you like what the person is saying, you like how they're expressing themselves and you want to take it further, then you make that arbitrary distinction to decide to go to transition from level two to level three. And a level, you know, a three magic question process can be 20 minutes, it can be 20 hours, depending on how into it you are. And you can keep somebody at level two for days, for, for consecutive dates if you want to, right? But at some point, people will tend to spontaneously spiral into those more internal intimate questions. But the whole three magic question process, location, occasion, career, passion, pleasure, early positive childhood experiences, that's the template that you follow. And there's one last thing I'm gonna give you about how to make this work for you. And it's a concept that uh, doesn't seem like a big deal um, when we talk about it, but it's one of the things that separates the truly amazing and um, adept conversationalists, whether you're a no-linguistic programmer, Ericksonian hypnotist or whatever, from the rest. And that is called softening. Softening is a way of pre-framing and lubricating the question you're about to ask. So some, I'm gonna go back to my PowerPoint and just write a few softeners for you so you can follow this. So some softeners, oh, hold on, I gotta share my screen. So some common softeners would be, let me ask you this. So I'm curious. I was wondering, just so I understand you, better. Softeners allow you to ask what would on the surface seem to be very, very invasive questions and make them seem less threatening or less um, blunt and jarring. Okay. So these are just some examples. I would, I would recommend you write these down and then keep writing. But a, uh, a softener is always a, a little pre-frame. So you might say, well, let me ask you this. I was wondering what you find most fascinating about what you do. Simple level two question. Another one might be, so I'm curious. How did you come to be NX, whatever it is. But there is an origin story here. Right? I was wondering where you see yourself five years from now. Are you still doing? X or something better. Just so I understand you better. What's important about this job to you? You get it? You see how it's soft? If I were to walk up and say, uh, what do you find most fascinating about what you do versus, let me ask you this. I was wondering what you find most fascinating about what you do. Con, you know, contra, you know, again, say it out loud without the softener, then add the softener to it and notice how it lubricates. It doesn't make it less powerful. It makes it less invasive and threatening. It doesn't create a reactive response in the listener. Okay. Questions on that.
you do that you do the softening with all the levels level two and three especially but it's usually good to soften with level one questions too you'll never here's the secret you will never go wrong softening and what really really separates the powerful nlp practitioners the powerful masters of conversational hypnosis and uh social dynamics is their ability to soften the techniques so that they don't they don't trigger a reactive response in people there's a lot of times when you use one of the reasons that NLP doesn't work as well as it could is because it's so powerful. And what I mean by that is when you use the NLP technique on somebody, they feel the effect of it, even if they don't know what you did, but they know you did something. And because they know you did something, their guard goes up. When you soften, you blunt and, and, and uh, neutralize that invasive clubbing them over the head with a powerful technique feel, and it feels natural, it feels normal, and gentle and comfortable and when people are comfortable they become more they become less um analytical of the things you say and ask them to do they become more suggestible to you you should always practice out loud in fact it's it's going to be helpful for you to keep a list of softeners by your phone by your computer um and every time you talk use them what would be an example of a, of a level three question? So I'm curious, you know, who is, when you, who, what did you love to do when you were a kid? Who were your friends? What did you play at? One of my favorites is who was your first crush? Who was your secret crush? Right? And I'll be a little, I'll, and I'll do it in a little playful conspiratorial way. Who did you really have a crush on? Right? Who are your heroes? One of, Chris Stombaugh, one of my, uh, my top students who's a personal injury attorney, uh, one of his favorite questions when he's deposing or, or working uh, uh, with juries is to ask people so who did i'm curious you know who, who were your heroes growing up who did you who did you want to be like when you when you were a kid right and boom the act of reliving and bringing up those feelings links them to chris and he creates chris creates amazing levels of bonding and connection with everybody he does this on i have personally seen on video people wa uh, waiving their attorney client privilege to answer his question uh, you know, an expert witnesses for the opposition waiving the attorney-client privilege because they liked Chris so much that uh, they thought he was just he was just cool to tell them anything they wanted. Right? And yeah, you would Tammy, you would use this at all levels. Okay, but remember, there's a sequence: level one, transitions to level two, gather your information and make a decision. Sometimes you'll spontaneously drop to a level three. It's just a natural transition point in the conversation but don't stay there unless you're sure you want to link yourself in this person's life to that level and this is especially true when you're dealing with people who are narcissistic um, borderlines uh, have a lot of codependency issues because if you do this with people who have those kind of fuses you may wind up with a stalker. These, this, this process creates a very, very deep, very, very powerful, intimate connection with people that is not easy to break. So use them with respect. Pardon my, my itchy nose. Use them with respect and always be testing. Never, never transition to level three if you have any doubt about this person. You can get pretty much anything you want from level one and two. You don't need to lock them in at a level three question unless it's someone you really want to be a more intimate part of your life. Does that make sense? Cool. All right. So I see there's like 89 of us up. So um, do you have any other questions about any of the processes we've talked about? The echo technique, the criterion values process, the three magic questions protocol. Okay. Either any one of them by themselves is awesome. When you combine these, you're, you're gonna you're you're gonna radiate and exude confidence, charisma, connection. People are gonna make excuses to hang out with you more. But don't believe me. Take the echo technique, go out into the world and play with it and watch what happens. Watch what happens with people, okay? But be respectful, okay? As simple as the echo technique is, 
you start using this on your waiter, your baristas, your, your waiters, they tend to like you a lot, which means they'll spend a lot of time talking to you, which in the end might bring you a free dessert, but it could also get them fired because they'll start ignoring the other customers. So utilize this process, all of these processes in a fun, playful, explorational way and pay attention to the results that you get and try to get caught, try to get caught, okay? So question asked. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's say uh, the question was, can you please go over how to link their emotion to your product or service in the emotional bonding process? Absolutely. Let's say we're talking about a house, all right? And actually, let's go back to our martial arts metaphor, okay? And I know my, I know my clients' words. I know, um, I know what's important to them. And I'll say, Bernice, What's really important is as, as, as Josh goes through our process, he'll rapidly discover all the many powers and abilities that martial arts gives to him. And he'll do it in such a way that he'll spontaneously develop a greater sense of self-confidence and self-esteem. His focus will automatically begin to, uh, to exponentially grow and he'll be focused, laser targeted, and being able to take in more information powerfully because the martial arts allows people to integrate their mind and their body and their breath in ways that amplify a person's natural ability to focus and pay attention, which leads to a greater level of self-esteem because they learn faster, they feel smarter, and when they gain that ability to absolutely protect themselves and stand up to those bullies, they feel better about themselves physically, which translates into more confidence, safety, and security which leads to a better life socially, academically, and professionally. He'll be the best version of himself naturally as a byproduct of all the amazing things that working through our martial arts program will do for him. So that being said, what's the next step we need to take to, to get Josh on that path? Get it? Not a problem. It's, it's, it's actually quite easy when you have their words because all you have to do is, is say their word and, and, and point out the, the aspect of your product or service that directly gives it to them. So as a product of learning how to break boards, he'll learn focus and confidence and that he can summon up his inner power as a, as a, uh, by learning our, 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 our specialized breathing patterns, he'll automatically have more focus and concentration that will equate to his ability to do better in school. And as, as, as he learns how to punch and kick and, and how and when to use these self-defense skills, he'll be more confident and know exactly when to stand up for himself, when it's worth fighting for and when it isn't. And so he'll naturally be able to protect himself socially, mentally, and physically, right? So you have their words, you have the aspects of your product or service, use your language to keep them connected. And the longer you do that, the more they'll tend to do business with you by default. Now, when you're utilizing criteria and values in a romance context, it's not enough to just have them talk about it. That'll get the ball rolling. But when they start describing the characteristics of their ideal person, you must now embody and express those traits and qualities and characteristics. And you must do things behaviorally that they, they classify as embodying or representing those attributes. And so the more you get them to talk about things they've done that they enjoyed with other people, the more you can start to model that and embody it. Now, that being said, be very careful because the harder you have to work to attract somebody, generally speaking, the harder you have to work to keep them. And so criterion values also, and for me, a two magic question becomes a very powerful way to find the best matches for you that give you um, the sense of this is the right person for me, okay, instead of running west looking for a sunrise. I usually, I, how do you ask for someone to share the character? I usually start by self-disclosing. You know, when I first, you know, you remind me of a person I used to date a long time ago. And I really, or, or, or uh, a, a really close friend that I had a long time ago. And, and you talk about your past relationships. See, one of the things that, that primes people to self-disclose is self-disclosure. So if I lead with something intimate, that signals a desire for intimacy on, on my part 
and it triggers an, an intimacy response. This is actually where a lot of dates go wrong because women in their quest for intimacy self-disclose. And uh, men uh, in their quest for sex overly self-disclose. And the problem is neither one listens. Women actually listen better than men. Um, but like a lot of times when a woman really likes a guy, I mean really likes a guy, and they go out, she'll start talking nonstop about all the things that are very private and very personal, very important to her. And for a man, she never hears from him again because you know, she's talking about her, what she thinks about in relationships, where she want, what she wants out of life. And he's saying, oh my God, she wants to marry me, right? On the first date. And so you never hear from him again. And the reason for that is, is that men can't handle the level of self-disclosure that women automatically give in their quest for intimacy and connection. And so it scares the man off. So women have to be a little bit less self-disclosing. And, and usually there's a certain psychographic of women for whom this is. Usually these women are very aggressive or assertive in their desire to get someone. They, when they see a person they're attracted to, they go after them and usually wind up scaring them away. One of the reasons is because of the too much disclosure for a guy. You have to feed guys in little sips of intimacy. Men kind of err on the other side. They don't want to reveal anything that might be construed as weakness or, uh, or, or intimate or potentially embarrassing. But when, you, when a man does that, it demonstrates strength of character, someone who's willing to be open, and it opens the floodgates to intimacy and sexuality. So there's a different, ask, there's a different way of priming people to self-disclose. The best way to do it is by going first. If you want to, to give a, uh, create an intimate interaction, start by giving something that is unusual or unique. Um, in my advanced course in Killer Influence, we have what we call the 36 magic bullets. 36 magic bullets are 36 very specific questions that if you do at least nine of them and both sides of the conversation answer these questions, um, in the course of a 90 minute period, a lot of these people wind up getting into long-term relationships. And it was a, 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 question, a set of questions that was discovered by accident by social scientists who were trying to research something else. And they created this tool to help them research this something else and didn't realize what they'd done with these 36 questions. So I, I modified those as an extension of the three magic questions process. Um, and, so, and they're all about self-disclosure and discussing very non usual topics. So, but that's how you get people to, to kind of transition into those things. Am I teasing you with a tool? Of course. I told you what I was teaching you was part of the system. I'm giving you some, some gold chunks, but there, there's a whole system here that, that we've developed and we've been testing for the last 15 years. But most of, a lot of you, there's a lot of you are veterans, but a lot of you have never heard from, don't know David Snyder from Adam. And so my job in this webinar is to give you something real, something you can take a hold of, go out into the field and prove it to yourself. And when you're ready for the next step, you know where to go. If you've already had some experience or you're ready to go to the next step, just click the link that we're going to talk about or the, grab the package that we just finished talking about earlier and uh, get one of those bonus seats, get that extra day of personal one-on-one -on -one work with me. And uh, we'll get you from where you are to where you want to be in the shortest amount of time possible. There's always going to be more to learn. And, and what's in the couple of things that I want you to know, if you take nothing else away from the webinar, in the realm of persuasion and influence, it's not how much you know. It's what you do with what you have. That's important. It's what you do with what you have. The other piece is that in the realm where most people know nothing, a little bit of properly applied information changes the tip, changes the day. If you learn nothing from this webinar but the echo technique, your life is going to change. Don't believe me. Go play with it. If you just use the uh, criterion values listation, the emotional bonding checklist, your life is going to change. You're going to make more money. You're going to find better friends. You're going to hire better employees. You're going to get hired by better companies. You're going to lead your teams more effectively. Your life is going to change. If you just do the three magic questions protocol, you will know people better, faster, and create deeper, longer lasting connections anywhere, under any circumstance, anytime you use it. 
You'll be able to automatically generate attraction and sort people into categories that allow you to decide who gets the primary real estate in your life. You combine them, you get a hold of trade in the sum of the parts. Right? And that's my goal. My goal is to, to, to bring you in, teach you something real, show you where to go for more. And I hope I've done that. Okay? So um, real quick, if it's okay, I'd just like to review um, that offer that, we, that we, we, we talked about earlier. Some of you might have missed it if you checked in earlier. Um, hold on a second. So for today only, guys, you can get a complete home study package, which is our Killer Influence Secrets of Covert Hypnosis Home Study Course, valued at $1,497. We'll also throw in the Speed Attraction, Rapid Attraction Secrets Home Study Course, valued at $1,497. We'll also give you the Stealth Selling Secrets Sales and Interview Success Crash Course, $497 value. We're going to throw in the Anchors in Action NLP Anchoring Crash Course, which teaches you the nuts and bolts of NLP style anchoring and how to modify it for um, business applications. We'll teach you the Energy Hypnosis Speed Healing Rapid Healing uh, Secrets Course, Died at $97. We're also going to throw in the lie to me if you dare. Dare home study course also valued at $97. And for those of you who are among the first 35 to enroll in, in uh, before the end of the webinar, we're going to throw in a super VIP ticket for our four-day Killer Influence Certification Live Boot Camp here in San Diego. Um, and it was... You said it was July 15th to 18th, and uh, for those who are the first 15 to register, you're going to get an extra bonus day on July 19th, where we sit down for eight hours, and it's just you, me, and a small group of people, and we're going we're gonna to drill down on your specific persuasion sticking points. We're going to customize persuasion plans. We'll go into topics and, and uh, met methodologies that we didn't maybe cover during the, the regular class. We'll drill down deeper on things. It's your private mentoring class, uh, and it's only going to be—it's going to be a limited group. So, uh, total value if you were to try to get that whole thing—that doesn't even count the extra value on the the, the the fifth bonus day. Total value if you would try to buy this on the website, which you can't, will be six thousand six hundred seventy-nine dollars. We're not going to charge that. We're not even going to charge you four thousand one hundred sixty-seven. We're not going to charge you two hundred two thousand six hundred ninety-seven. You can get all of this for one low price our one loan installment of $9.97 or three easy installments of uh, just $3.99. So Stephanie's waiting to take your, hold on a second. Stephanie's waiting to take your order or to answer any questions that you have. I'm just, don't mind me, I'm just, I had to rush through this PowerPoint before today's webinar, so I didn't get to make a lot of the changes I wanted to make. So I'm finding all my, Oops, that didn't work. And again, that course will be taught live. And we're assuming right now that the hotel will be available. So we plan on being butts in seats. If not, we will be doing it live virtually. Uh, you can click the link to your right there. Uh, and again, you can do it in one low installment of $9.97, or you can do three payments of $3.99. And uh, that'll reserve your spot. Remember that the, the, uh, the VIP ticket offer goes away when the webinar ends. So if you're on live, this is your only chance to get one of those live VIP tickets. Um, People who watch in the replay, you'll be more than you're more than welcome to purchase the video courses, but the live event ticket will not be available. Okay, it will not be available. Okay. And um, while I'm hanging out, I'll pull up my chat and I'll take any questions that people might have. Soon as I can find my chat. For some reason, my chat's not showing up here. No, it's not it. Oh, here we go. 
So Michal, oh, people are, a lot of people are messaging me privately. Uh, thank you, David. I've been following your YouTube videos for years. It was elated when I saw your seminar. I saw many, like many at this time, I am unable to, okay. Is there a specific order to go through the lessons? Um, Dan, I would start with Killer Influence. Then I would, and then depending on whether you're more focused on attraction applications or business, then I would transition either go from Killer Influence to Speed Attraction or Killer Influence to Stealth Selling Secrets. And then circle back and then do Anchors in Action and then um, follow up with whatever course you didn't get. So again, there's two funnels. If you're, if you're focused on business, business applications, let me write this in the chat room. If you're focused on business apps, sales, marketing, whatever, you go killer influence, then you go uh, stealth selling secrets, and I would do anchors in action, circle back and do rapid attraction secrets. If you're primarily focused on romantic application, I would start with killer influence, transition to rapid attraction secrets, follow up with anchors in action, Actually, I would actually do uh, energy hypnosis here. And the reason for that um, is because energy hypnosis is something that you can actually use out in the field to get rid of stage fright, nervousness. Uh, you can also use it as a way to enhance pleasure and, and do really cool uh, hypnotic things out in the field. So I would, I would, I would play with that. Uh, and, then I would, and then I would come back and finish with uh, stealth selling secrets. So that optimally, that, that, there are your two tracks right there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I forgot about lie to me. Lie to me would probably be good uh, right after a killer influence. So I would do killer influence, lie to me if you dare, and then either stealth selling or rapid attraction secrets. But those would be the two ways I would organize the material depending on what your, what your priority is. If you know you're interested in, in seduction and, and attraction applications, uh, go with the former or the latter rather, if you're interested in business and marketing, sales, persuasion, mediation, presentation. Do narcissists have these skills naturally do they know they're using them? Many narcissists do possess a lot of these skills, but actually um, they're far more manipulative and a lot of them don't know what they do that makes them, uh, makes them effective. But a lot of them do the, many of these things naturally. However, there are certain behavioral characteristics and the way, and the way people uh, respond in conversation that flag them as narcissists. And in the live training that we'll be doing in July, we'll be covering all 22 of them so that while you're doing three magic questions protocol or uh, interacting with them, and the moment they start lapsing into these behaviors, um, you'll automatically, the little red flags will go off left and right. And there will be some required reading for the counter manipulation portions. So, be very aware of that. If someone is using this on us, what should we do? Decide if you want what they're selling. You know, that's, that's the, the big thing that, that these tools give you more than anything else is the gift of awareness. And what I mean by that is, I tell my students of influence, and, and when you come to Killer Influence in July, either virtually or in person, um, one of my jobs as a teacher is to teach you how to become more aware, aware of yourself internally and externally, aware of the world around you. Because anything that's outside of your awareness is outside of your control. Write that down. Anything that's outside of your awareness is outside of your control. Now, just because it's outside of your awareness doesn't mean it isn't influencing you. It doesn't mean it's not having an effect. So the courses we teach are designed to do several things, to make you aware of these technologies and to give you the ability to perceive them. Because once you perceive what's being done, you can get to choose how to respond. Without that awareness, there is no choice. 
It's only a matter of time before these influences affect you. So part of our job at NLP Power is to make sure you have the ability to perceive and respond appropriately. If after you become aware of what a person is doing, you decide in spite of their, or because, you know, you know, in addition to the influence they're exerting that you want what they're selling or what they're offering, go into it with an informed mindset. If, however, you don't, you're no longer at the mercy of those techniques or that individual. You have things you can do and you can turn tails on them. You can meta model the daylights out of them. There's always something you can do to negate the influence being exerted at you if you know how to exert the influence in the first place. If you don't know how to exert the influence in the first place, the best thing you can do is leave the room. Get out of the interaction because it's only a matter of time. The longer you interact, the more likely you are to move towards agreement. And those of you who've been to Killer Influence and been through the drills, we show you that that is a, that is a physics principle, not a psychological one, okay? The, the persuasion that you're learning is as reliable as the laws of physics. So, yes, there actually, um, there's actually well, the, the very first self-care component I ever put in an influence program was killer influence. And there's a whole, a whole chapter on self-work and self-programming. So, yeah, yeah, uh, killer influence more so than the CPI systems, which we'll talk about at a different webinar. Uh, let's see here. Okay, anybody else? Let's see. Uh, Ali Cat is saying, I keep thinking I might not learn something, but as always, learning more and more every time I'm around you, thanks as always. I almost always feel guilty for all these gold nuggets you're giving out, but I'm pampering myself. <laughs> uh, Ali's one of our platinum members. She's, uh, she's joined us for a whole, whole years at a time. So she can tell you, uh, she's probably a great success story if you're interested in, in just what these technologies can do for you on an interpersonal level as well as a personal level. Um, and we have a bunch of people online who are, you know, feel free to share. Right. All right. So any other questions before I turn you loose? I'm going to go through that, that offer one last time, and then I'm going to head off into the great beyond. Let's see. Uh, Sergio says, I, I know is no topic, but what would be your recommend on healing course? Uh, for you, Sergio, um, I would start with identity by design jump into regression and then vibrational influence or vibrational healing specifically those would be the best three we uh we don't have a vibrational healing class scheduled for 2020 but we do have uh the hidden laws of attraction class coming up june 5th through the 7th and that will have a remote healing uh component because it's based on manifestation which then you can manifest healing so we're going to be teaching some some remote healing and energy healing techniques in there as well as a lot of self-care work and months uh, subconscious reprogramming process. So if you're interested in healing stuff, um, that's going to be um, the soonest one. We also have a four-day identity by design training coming up August uh, in Las Vegas, and Stephanie can give you the information on that. That's a that's a five-day course compressed to four, so expect an intense four days, and we'll take you from beginner to unstoppable in those four days. You'll be able to hypnotize anyone, anytime, anywhere, and heal the vast majority of things you encounter. That's what it's for. It's a hypnotherapy certification. Is there a live one for the hidden laws of attraction? Right now, it's only virtual. There, are, we have no venue set up. We don't have any intentions. I may not teach hidden laws of attraction for another ten years. Um, I created the course as a digital course back in 2014, 2013. I have never taught the entire hidden laws of attraction system openly to the public outside of that course. This will be the first time that I'm teaching it to a live audience um, and adding in all the stuff we've discovered since 2013. So there's going to be a lot of things that didn't make it into the original home study course that we created. And the original home study course, you'll also get as a bonus, is not one course. It's actually five courses that I taught to live audiences put together as the Hidden Laws of Attraction. In this upcoming virtual boot camp, June 5th through the 7th, we're teaching the entire thing as one big curriculum. So you'll get the entire process, and you'll be able to manifest dramatically crazy things. Um, in fact, there's some people on here who've used like our, our image cycling techniques and things like that to manifest some crazy stuff. 
And uh, anybody here use the image cycling processes to manifest something, type it in the chat. Um, which five are they? Um, attraction mastery, attractivation, get lucky for life, money magnet mastery, uh, hidden laws of mental dynamics, and then we're adding a new one in this training, which is all about the ultimate manifestation method. We'll also be teaching STEMS technique for uncovering and reprogramming beliefs, procrastination blaster, and uh, how to do uh, interrogative affirmation, which is state control and interrogative affirmation, which is a new way of doing affirmations that allows you to manifest things faster. And we'll probably do spinning too. Can you use these techniques remotely? I use, yes, you can. In fact, a lot of my Zoom, my Zoom students are discovering that a lot of this Jedi woo-woo state control stuff that they thought only worked in the seminar room works dramatically well over a Skype connection, even with the video off. So we've actually got people on video now who, who are doing this stuff on people with the video off and are having dramatic effects. It's, it's, it's amazing. It really, it, we, we call it, we do Jedi school, right? And we call it, when we, we teach you about these things, we call it seeing the matrix. So, um, so I hope you guys enjoyed it. I enjoyed uh, bringing it to you. Please yeah, grab one of those last seats. I wanna work with you personally in July. If you have any questions, please reach out to Stephanie at 858-282-4663. Um, you can also reach her at stephanie at nlppower.com, at stephanie at nlppower.com. We do have a few bonus seats left for the Hidden Laws of Attraction course. If you're interested in that, Stephanie can answer your questions. And uh, if you had a great time, please tell people, come back and see us again. I look forward to, to working with you. And uh, good night and God bless. Have a great night. Thank you for listening to the Unlimited Influence Reprogram Your Subconscious Mind with Dr. David Snyder. Stay updated by visiting at www.davidsnydernlp.com and follow social media accounts. If you want to reprogram your subconscious mind, don't hesitate to call me at 858-282-4663 and we can talk more about what your mind has to offer.